Welcome to the ENA Podcast. This is the ENA Podcast, and this is Dan Campana, the Senior Manager for PR and Communications, welcoming you to the final episode for 2020. And we're ending 2020 on a celebratory note as we mark the beginning of ENA. Today is our Founders Day. 50 years ago, on December 21st, 1970, ENA became official, and it happened because of the vision of Judith Kelleher and Anita Dorr. You've likely read or heard a lot about our founders. Maybe you've seen the mural in ENA's offices in Schaumburg, Illinois, but not many of us can say we've actually heard from them or heard them talk about ENA. Today, we dig into the archives to hear about ENA, or EDNA, the Emergency Department Nurses Association, as it was in the beginning, from our founders. Today we'll hear Judy and Anita talk about the formative days of what is now the premier association for emergency nurses with more than 50,000 members across the United States and around the world. We'll start in October 1971 in New York where Anita, the first EDNA executive director, was speaking to the first EDNA board of directors meeting. Take a listen. I am here to tell you about EDNA, where it is at the present day, why it was incorporated, and hopefully what it will accomplish. EDNA came into being by public demand. In other words, emergency departments all over the United States have had a steady increase in the volume of patients they were expected to handle. For example, in my own department, We had 62,000 birthdays recorded. This increase has many explanations. First of all, it is the lack of a sufficient number of physicians. Uh, the transient public of today also plays a very important fact in this, and also the fact that the public has become very knowledgeable, and I would like to find out who is teaching them. So, any time, day or night, Saturday, Sunday, holidays, and holy days, they can come to the emergency department and we must give them service. This has all played a great part in the volume increase, which we are being faced with. Our facilities traditionally have been located in the basement, and administration doesn't get there. Our equipment priorities have been given lukewarm attention as regards our needs. And our staff have been left to handle this situation the very best way they know how. And this has been improvised in many areas. Government-funded programs have been instituted from every conceivable aspect of patient care, from transportation to rehabilitation, lacking the education of the emergency department nurse. And put it very bluntly, unless the emergency department nurse handles the situation efficiently, we don't need these other services. We don't have a viable patient to get them there. For a long time, many of the nurses in my particular area considered becoming firemen because they felt that courses were being offered to the firemen that nurses couldn't get. Uh, I would also like to make 
make it very clear at this time that the Emergency Department Nurses Association did not start in Buffalo, New York. Emergency Department nurses in areas all over the country were trying to find a solution to this dilemma that they were in. And they, were, they began to meet informally and to exchange ideas about how they could help themselves. And it was because of these meetings that a decision was made to have a national association incorporated. And that if we had enough of us yelling loud enough and making waves, if you must say it that way, that someone would finally listen and start and help us. Uh, the Western New York chapter had its services volunteered by the RN magazine to take the lead in the organization of this chapter. And uh, this was a little bit of a shock to us in many respects, but we accepted the challenge and we have been uh, very fortunate in acquiring dedicated nurses from all over the United States to assist us in making it a success. In a period of less than 10 months' time, 3,000 nurses have joined our association. This has been done without financial assistance. And I would like at this time to tell you that many of these dedicated nurses have used funds from their own pockets to further the this association. The first year has been spent almost entirely on organization and, recruit and recruitment. Regional representatives met Wednesday night, and we think this is a tremendous accomplishment to be able to bring regional representatives from as far as California into this area. And uh, we discussed the future of Edna until close to 3 o'clock in the morning. And we formulated our plans for a year of productivity in 1972. Our major goal is, of course, to deliver quality health care to our clients, the patients. And without going into the innumerable other goals that we have in mind, uh, we had a slip printed up, which you may obtain out of the desk marked at, and it has the fundamental goals of the Association of the Emergency Department Nurse. There's no question whatsoever but what we need assistance to enable us to do what we must do in order to accomplish our goals. And I have great faith that this assistance will be forthcoming. I am reluctant to believe that those of us that have been physicians' assistants for so long will be left without a means of continuing our education. Education geared specifically to the emergency department situation. I am reluctant to believe also that we will be continually asked to give training to ancillary personnel in our departments give them their practical training after they have had this highly touted education of two to four weeks, which makes them capable of diagnosing almost anything. And then have them sent to us to teach them how to function without some assistance being given to us to continue our education. I hope that what I have had to say will stimulate all of you to join our association and to induce other nurses in your department to do likewise. So we're going to jump from October of 1971 to at some point within a year of that time in the future. So we don't quite know when, but we do know that this is uh, started with Judith Kelleher talking 
at an event in Anaheim. And literally the 50-year-old cassette tape that we have in our archives says Kelleher's speech in Anaheim. So I don't know all the context, so forgive us for that. But we do know is that Judith is talking a little bit about how and why ENA, as it's known today, was needed, why it was started, as she describes the association in its formative stage, but also introduces Anita. And uh, not knowing uh, that there had been any organizations anywhere else in the world, and we were really gung-ho, we were going. And then come to find out there were several organizations going, one uh, in New York, one in Texas, and uh, uh, around, uh, and lots and lots of interest. So uh, on the first day, I, I introduced to you the people that were on the steering committee um, that met uh, here and, with, and also with representatives of California Nurses Association to uh, try to uh, uh, formulate some ideas and, and get some opinions and uh, to see what we really, where we wanted to go and that we thought we were a specialty. And we wanted to uh, know what other people thought, probably. But uh, more importantly, we wanted uh, we knew there was uh, need for additional training or uh, improvement of our uh, uh, role. And uh, so this was our intention. Is Anita Dorr, who is, uh, uh, was the one that was instrumental back in Buffalo, New York. Uh, in starting the organization. She has uh, gone, and I won't go into detail on this because she's going to talk to us about the uh, structure of our national association. And as I mentioned the other day, the RN article put us in touch and uh, uh, we have gone uh, together in this organization and uh, she is the um, executive director. She's done all the legal research and uh, she can explain to you uh, how much, well she's not going to tell you how much work because that would be impossible to put into words how many hours and hours of work and the contacts that have been made uh, to get this organization a legal non-profit organization and get it functioning. So after Judy introduces Anita, Anita goes into some pretty deep detail talking about the legal steps, including the establishment of the always popular ENA bylaws that were needed to assure that this was a legitimate and legal organization. And she did take a few seconds to assure those in the audience that everything was being done properly. It's being done in a largely fashion and that hopefully uh we have a very good foundation for a national association. Uh, at this time, the only thing I will add to this is that there are people in every area of the United States and in Canada that are working very, very hard, each in their own area, to make for a successful association. I think anyone that spends the amount of time that is needed to do this deserves a great amount of credit and I personally think that they should have this credit. I, I think that before anyone gripes about what isn't done, they should find out what they have done themselves. And 
find out what they want to do to assist us in making this association what we hope it eventually will be. I don't think there's much question in anyone's mind as to the need for this association. Dr. Ennis, uh, in terminology that uh, I think was very strange to say the least, stated that either we got off our butts and did something, or something that's going to be done for us. And I think that that is the main objective of essence. We want to get off our butts and do something, and this is our approach to it. Thank you very much. How about that last line? We want to get off our butts and do something. But assume everybody would agree her words still ring true today. It's been said many times this year in particular, but over the last few years, that Anita and Judy would not necessarily believe what eDNA looks like today as ENA, but that they would be proud. And I hope you've enjoyed this opportunity to hear from our founders on Founders Day to learn a little bit about how they, in those very early days, talked about the importance of emergency nurses having a place for education and, in general, a voice in their EDs and anywhere else that it's important for emergency nurse to be known and to be recognized for their skill, their knowledge, and their willingness to help patients. Happy Founders Day and happy birthday, ENA. And before we go, one final thought, a thank you to Stryker and all of our 50th anniversary sponsors for helping ENA celebrate this monumental milestone. It wasn't quite the year, to steal the words of ENA President Mike Hastings, it wasn't the year that we thought it was gonna be, but certainly ENA and all of its members have done a great job of making sure that we've celebrated such an important year. So with that, I thank you for listening to the ENA podcast all year and look forward to you joining us again, not too far down the road in 2021 for our newest and latest episodes. Be safe, be well, and we'll talk to you in the new year.